This time each and every Friday, usually, every every hour of Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Newton, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Today, on Wednesday, Hoshana Rabbah, an Erev Yom Tov, and coming up on Shabbos Bracious, Rabbi Yudin discusses the upcoming holiday and, of course, the first Parsha of the year. Good morning, and a Gemar Tov, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Piskatova and a good kvittel to everybody. Today is such a special day. Today is Hoshana Rabbah. I'll try to explain the significance of this day in the following way. The rabbis teach us Lo Adu Rosh, meaning that the first day of Rosh Hashanah cannot fall out on a Sunday, a Wednesday, or a Friday. The reason why it cannot fall out on a Sunday is because if Rosh Hashanah were to be on a Sunday, then Hoshana Rabbah, the seventh day of Sukkos, would be on a Shabbos. And if it would be on a Shabbos, we would not be able to do the Chibut Arava, the quote, clapping or hitting of the Arava as we did this morning. Now, let's try to understand something. How important can this custom be? Well, you know that there are times that we do not blow the shofar on Shabbos if the first day of Rosh Hashanah falls out on a Shabbos. We don't take the Esrog and Lulav if the first day of Sukkot falls out on a Shabbos. But yet, the rabbis adjusted the calendar to make sure that we would not miss this minhog, this custom of Chibut Arava. How significant is this hitting the Arava? So if you just look at the special Yehi Ratzon, the special prayer, that we recited this morning after beating the Arava on the ground five times. I'm going to read the English just to save time. But we said, May it be favorable before you, Hashem, our God and God of our fathers, He who opts for good prophets and their good customs. This custom goes back to the days of our prophets that you accept with mercy and favor our prayers and our hakafa circuits. Now let's understand something. The Mishnah tells us that during the holiday of Sukkos, they encircled the Mizbeach, the altar, each day of Sukkos once with very large aravos, very large willow branches. On the seventh day today, they encircled and went around the Mizbeach seven times. Interestingly, as we find in conjunction with the Jewish people miraculously conquering the city of Yericho, Jericho, by encircling it seven times. And therefore, we continue and we say, remember for our sake 
the merit of your seven perfect ones, Yushpizan, that we have been inviting into the sukkah, remove the iron partition separating us from you, hearken to our pleas, and grant us the good seal. In Hebrew, v'seitiv lanu hachasima. This is it. This is the conclusion of the period of judgment. This is based upon the Zohar in Sav, whereby the Zohar teaches, it is written down on Rosh Hashanah, it is sealed on Yom Kippur. But try to picture when people actually sent mail via the post office. So as long as it's on its way to the post office, you can still change your mind, you can still take it out, and that's what we're saying over here. Until Hoshana Rabbah, it's still negotiable. Now why might there be a change? What happened between Yom Kippur and Hoshana Rabbah? The answer is, as I heard so beautifully from one of my teachers, is that the Jew experiences a sukkah. And as a result of experiencing the Yom Tov of sukkos and the joy of sukkos, this helps him put life in a more proper perspective to appreciate mitzvos and to realize how during the week of sukkos we've been literally putting things in a proper perspective, leaving our homes and going into the sukkah, reminding ourselves of our very special relationship with our Kodesh Baruch Hu. And the truth of the matter is, this is exactly what we are celebrating as we will be taking leave, the Yom Tov of Sukkos and going to Shmini Atzeres. Now, first of all, let me remind everybody again to make an Erev Tafshilin. This is the third time, Baruch Hashem, this season that we have the privilege and responsibility to make an Erev Tafshilin. You take a cook food and a bake food. You recite the bracha, al mitzvah's Erev. You recite the recitation in a language that you understand. This is enabling us to cook on Friday on Simchas Torah for Shabbos. You can't cook on Thursday Shmini Atzeres for Shabbos. Now, just in terms of our putting things in a certain perspective, where are we going? We're going in the following direction. Look back. During Slichos, we opened the Ark, the Oron Kodesh, for Shmakolenu. We opened it for one of the slichos. And on Rosh Hashanah, we open the ark many more times. On Yom Kippur, even more. It was open the entire Ne'ilah. On Sukkos, each day we take out one Sefer Torah. Today on Hoshana Rabbah, we take out all the Sifre Torah. But... Tonight, meaning after Shmini, after tonight, after today, which is Hoshana Rabbah, going into Shmini Atzeres. Now, the Sephardim have Hakafos tonight, but the Ashkenazic community has Hakafos on 
Simchas Torah, please God, on Thursday night and Friday. This is the closest that we get to God. This is literally Heviani Hamelech Chadorav. This is our getting, quote, intimate with God, which is the forthcoming Yom Tov of Shmini Yatzeres. The Rashi, which is so famous and important in Parshas Emor, whereby the Torah says that on the eighth day, the day after Sukkos, it is Atzeres. So Rashi tells you, Otsarti Eschemet Etzli. God says, I am holding you back with me. Kimelech, like a king, who invited his family, his children, for a meal, for X number of days. Now that the time has come for his children to leave, what does he say? The king says, Bonai, my children, please, Ikfu imi ojomechad. Stay with me one more day. Kosha olai predaschem. It is so hard for me to let you go. This is the Yom Tov of Shmini Atzeres. And we say to God, just as it's hard for you, it's hard for us. And you know what? We don't let go. How do we not let go? By our embracing the Torah. We celebrate with God by celebrating with His Torah. He, God, the Torah, and the Jewish people are one. And this is the very special nature and character of Shmini Atzeres spilling over into Simchas Torah. The Torah reading that we're going to read, please God, on Shmini Atzeres on Thursday comes from the end of Parshas Re'eh and there we're going to read Ve'oyisa Ach Sameach which is understood to mean no sukkah. Even though, let's understand something. In Eretz Yisrael, you're not allowed to sit in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres. The Gemara in sukkah, Memzayin, and the Shulchan Aruch in Simon, Tafresh Samech Vav, says that in Chutz Aretz, outside of Eretz Yisrael, we do sit in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres. We do not recite a bracha. And... The idea is that we don't have the Arba Minim and we don't have the obligation, quote, of the Sukkah in that regard. But what do we have? We have Nogila, the Nisbuchabach. We have the opportunity to rejoice and to literally get that much closer to God. On On Shmini Atzeres, we have, as the Talmud teaches us, it's a Yom Tov, 
in six ways. One of the ways is that in our davening, we don't mention on Shemini Yatzeres Chagasukos, but we do mention Shemini Yatzeres in the davening and in the Birkas HaMazon. We say a Yonu, women, tonight, when they light candles for Shemini Yatzeres, for Shemini Yatzeres, correct, and in the Kiddush. Tomorrow, on Shemini Atzeres, the Kriya Satora, as we mentioned, comes from the end of Re'eh, and we have Haskoras Neshamos, we have the recitation of Yiskor. On tomorrow, Shemini Atzeres, we announce right before the coming, the, the davening of Musaf, that we include in our silent Shemona Esrei, Mashavuruach Murda Geshem, we pray for rain. In the repetition of the Shemona Esrei, we have Tfilas Geshem. Now, Friday we go to Simchas Torah. Thursday night we have the Hakafos. The only time we have Kriyasa Torah is on Simchas Torah. That is the time we have Kriyasa Torah at night is only on Simchas Torah. Please God on Thursday night and. Friday, we have the beautiful practice of Hakafos, Shachris on Friday morning. And by the way, for Shachris, get to shul early. You'll have Messias Kapayim, Birkas Koanim in Shachris. After Halel, we have the Hakafos. Everybody gets an Aliyah. What is an Aliyah? An Aliyah is an opportunity of studying Torah. Make sure that if you have many different minyanim, that there's a minion present. People answering Amen to the Brachos. People following along. And you have, we all come back into the shul together for the um, Kriyasa Torah of Kohan Orim. All the children, wow, under the large chuppah. And this is an opportunity for us to make mention of a very important point. The spirit of the day of Simchas Torah cannot God forbid be transformed to one of desecration of God forbid a day of drinking. This is not what Simchas Torah is. And we should teach our teenagers this is not the way. We have to show them a proper example. Yes, adults with moderation and they should certainly be able to see that adults are able to conduct themselves appropriately and the teenagers especially and young adults have to be monitored to make sure that the proper spirit is maintained during this day and not God forbid a chil Hashem a desecration of the day be careful this year, especially Simchas Torah on a Friday. We should try to finish our cooking for Shabbos one hour before Shabbos, and that's in order that the food ideally should be able to be eaten on Shabbos that we're making on Friday in order for the Erev Tavshilin really to work. We go from Friday to Shabbos Bereshis. Wow! What an incredible experience this is. Just as on Simcha's Torah, when we finish reading 
Vizos Habracha, the end of Devarim. We go immediately thereafter to Bereshis, showing that there is no pause. But as we finish, we start again. So too, Shabbos Bereshis. Now, while Bereshis covers the first thousand years of world history, going literally from Adam till Noah, we should appreciate the very opening verse. Bereshis, literally, Rashi teaches us for Rashis, the second Rashi in the Torah. For the Torah, which is called Rashis. For the Jewish people, which are called Rashis. This is why God created this world. How important is our observing Torah and mitzvot? The answer is so very important. And it all comes together as we begin, please God, the uh, reading of the Torah again. And you can see this literally, well, number one. You can see this with our praying for Geshem, for rain on Shmini Atzeres. Because the Torah tells us in the beginning of chapter 2, as to um, when literally uh, things began to grow. So what does the Torah say? That this is verse 5 in chapter 2. Literally, all the trees of the field were not yet on the earth. So when it says that on the third day God created vegetation, it means it was brought to the surface, but it did not yet come forth until what? As the verse continues, all the grass, herbage, was not literally on the earth, terem yitzmach, it had not yet sprouted, why not? Kilo God had not yet sent the rain, causing it to grow, why? Because there was no man literally to work the soil. But avod doesn't only mean to work, it means to pray. There was no man to pray for rain. We see that when man prays for rain, there is this beautiful harmony between man, nature, Torah. It's all one unit. That's the ideal. And therefore, we pray for rain as Adam Arishon did. And I just want to conclude by showing you, well, on the fourth day, God created the luminaries. What do you, what's the purpose of the luminaries? What do you mean, what's the purpose? <laughs> the purpose is that they serve as lights up in the sky. Correct. But that's verse 15. However, if you take a look at verse 14, the Torah tells us that there is even a higher purpose. And what is that? For you look 
Osos Ulamoadim. They shall serve as signs and for festivals. Rashi tells us festivals is referring for the future. The Jewish people are going to determine their festivals based upon the luminaries and primarily the moon. But the osos, the signs, the idea is that we are to learn and recognize and realize Hazinu Hashamayim Vadabira, the heaven and earth, all this is testimony of our very special relationship with Hakurish Baruchu. What a beautiful way to start the year coming from the season of mitzvos, of sukkah, of arbaminim, reminding ourselves that we can keep it going by our observing mitzvos this forthcoming year, by our studying Torah this forthcoming year. And we wish Nachum and his entire staff of JM in the AM continued Hatzlacha for this forthcoming year that he should sensitize us to ever be proud Jews and to grow in our commitment to our people and to our Torah. A good Yom Tov and a Shabbat Shalom to all.